His and Hers Horror features two adults discussing horror movies, serial killers, and other spooky content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to His and Hers Horror. My name is Tia. And I'm David. And I I just real I don't really sound like myself, do I? No, not that so much. That was not my normal, like, chipper opening. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I've been sick for almost three weeks. I'm so tired of it. I, uh Well, how, how would you feel if we went on kind of a, a, a quirky run uh, for this? And, and I run the show. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm so, so I, I want to preface this by saying real quick, I know I promised people that the, our next episode was going to be Haunted Missouri and it was going to be, but I'm so tired and I've been sick for, like I said, the past three weeks. So the stuff that I wanted to do, like taking David to some of the haunted locations in Columbia and maybe going to do one of the ghost tours at the state penitentiary. None of that happened because I have felt like dog ass for like three weeks. Yeah. So we're going to table that. And I am really sorry. I, I am particularly sorry to the staff at Generation Monster and the Enchanted Attic in uh, St. Charles because I specifically talked up the show to them and they were like really excited. And now I feel really bad and I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll get to it. We will get we'll to get it. We'll get to it eventually. My college is super haunted. My parents' house is haunted. I'll do research and we'll come back around to this haunted Missouri thing later. Yeah. At some point. I promise. I still have it written down, and I'm really sorry. It's all good. It's all good. We've got a good plan B. I hope. Maybe. Possibly. So, yeah. So, David said, he's like, well, I have an idea. And I was like, sold. Like, he didn't even tell me the idea. (laughs) And I was just like, go for it, my guy. Let's do this. So, I'm I'm going to just let you all know that this was actually inspired because I was looking for some ideas. Of like backup episodes or, you know, things to maybe take some of the weight off of Tia's shoulders and, and say, hey, I've got this. And does this feel like something completely improvised at the last minute? Yeah, kind of. But that's just kind of how I roll. It's this or we don't do an episode again. And I already felt bad yeah. about only releasing one episode during Spooky Month. But in addition to like me feeling not great. Things have been bad in the world, yeah. like even more so than what it had been. And so it's just like celebrating Halloween and Spooky Month didn't really feel appropriate. Yeah. So, yeah. It's been kind of a weird, weird year to try to celebrate our stuff. and Right. Yeah. But. But, you know. So here's what we're going to start with, and I have an idea to spin off of this if if we, you know, want to. Hell yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. And I have coffee. Like over half of my greatest ideas as that I had as a teenager, I followed one piece of advice this cute older girl gave me one time, and that was read Cosmopolitan. Because is it filled with a lot of fluff? Yes. But could it give you tips with girls? Absolutely. So... This one isn't about either of those things. There are some like women's magazine, like quote, quote, women's magazines. Yeah. That honestly do better investigative journalism than like some major newspa- newspapers and shit. Yeah. But they, they had an article Cosmo did back in uh, August of 2020. Mm, was, uh, the During Times. Yeah, from the During Times. So this I is... I was still furloughed then, I think. Yeah, so th- this, you know... I'm I'm I hope I'm not the first to say this, but I don't want to say this. But if you can bring your your mind back into that time when people were trying to decide whether they wanted to learn how to play the mandolin or make sourdough bread or brew their own beer. This great article came out from Cosmo 
thanks to Peggy Turong and Alex Aronson. And the article's called A Friendly Reminder That These 45 Famous Actors Were in Your Favorite Horror Movie Classics. Yeah. But it's got like little asterisks next to the classics. So some of these might be as what my stepdad used to call dogs. Real dogs of a film. But... Like they're cult classics in the sense that a very niche um, like number of people love them. Mm-hmm. But the average person is not going to seek these movies out. Like Phantasm. Right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, so first off, we're going to look at just some big name celebrities that have been in horror horror films. So starting off, we had Chris Hemsworth in Cabin in the Woods. Fuck yeah, we did. I mean, parallel to the stuff with Marvel. Because that was... Um, 2012. Well, and here's the thing. The movie was released in 2012, but it was actually shot sooner than that. I, well, yeah, I would imagine so. But like, well, hang on. Because it, sh- it sat on a shelf for mm. a couple of years. Because this was back when I was still like a big fan of Joss Whedon before mm-hmm. it turned out that he's awful. Um, when did it actually... Hang on. Yeah, principal photography for that movie began in March of 2009. Wow. So from 2009 to 2012. Nice. But yeah, I mean, he played the jock character of of the group. Well, and they were kind of because they because they didn't release it when it was finished because they waited. I feel like some of the momentum that Cabin in the Woods gained was due to the fact that this was they were able to kind of like piggyback off of Chris Hemsworth's newfound like fame, not just in in his native Australia, but all over the world because of him playing Thor. Right. So it was basically like, oh, Chris Hemsworth's in this movie. Let's go. It was free advertising, essentially. Yeah, it kind of worked out nicely for for that, you know, marketing wise. Mm hmm. But like also, we don't really see Chris Hemsworth in a lot of I mean, there there are some horror elements to some of the stuff in Thor and the Avengers, you know, I mean, there's some stuff that's kind of scary, you know, mm-hmm. giant what, space serpent flying through the air, you know, I mean, yeah. Well, and they kind of tried to go more straight horror. Uh, Sam Raimi did with uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Was that Sam Raimi or was that Scott Derrickson? Hang on, I'll look it up. Okay, but yeah, I, I do recall that being uh, a bit more horror theme. Sam Raimi. Yeah. I think Scott Derrickson was supposed to do it, and then he ended up having to do something else. I don't yeah. remember. Not sure. So the next next person up on the list is Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Amityville Horror, the, yeah. the Amityville remake. Yeah, from 2005. Yeah. We don't see Ryan Reynolds in a whole lot of horror either. I mean, his he, he's really known for, like, mm. comedic stuff, sort of, but... yeah. You're just thinking of uh, his shirtless scenes from Amityville Horror. I'm just thinking of the abs of him running around in those, like, relatively thin, like, flannel-looking pajama bottoms, and just the abs with that V. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. He's kind of scruffy. Yeah. He grimes up good. Oh, yeah, he grimes up good. But, yeah, I I mean, I, I thought, you know... Maybe he'd, he'd start doing more horror, but... I wish he would, because that would be awesome, because that... Well, and you've also got, like, he was in Blade Trinity, which is, like, horror adjacent? Yeah, yeah. Like, I have the Blade Trilogy. I have it. It's in my horror section. Right. Because I have... I have two DVD shelves, like, DVD slash Blu-ray shelves. One is all of my horror stuff, mm-hmm. and the other shelf is everything else. Yeah. So... <laughs> But that that that's um, you know because we've talked before about how like comedy and horror are very much diff- just different tones, different shades of the same paints. They're different sides of the same coin. Yeah, because you you can go really dark really quick. And well, what is uh, I've Stephen King has a has a quote I know in um, I think it was during an interview for Eli Roth's History of Horror mm-hmm. where he says. Uh, it stops being funny when it starts being you. Exactly. You know, I mean, look look at look at those like funniest videos shows. There's always someone getting kicked in the nuts or, you know, getting their getting their torso stuck with their their boobs shoved up in their face. You know, it's funny because it's them. If you have to put yourself in their shoes, then you're like, no, no, no. no. Oh, I'm next. No, no, yeah. no, thank you. No, thank you. No, I didn't. La- I I had a coughing fit. You know. 
Now, this this one's kind of weird because it's only a, like a 60-second appearance. But Octavia Spencer in Halloween 2 is what they listed. Which Halloween 2? I'm assuming Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. From 2009. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't see the second Rob Zombie one because I hated the first one. Yeah. No offense to Rob Zombie. No offense to anybody who likes it. I just... I think I said this when we did the remake Redux for it. I wish he had just told a completely new story. Yeah. And then it would have been fine. It was the fact that he tried to shoehorn it into an existing canon that really bothered me. Yeah, it, it kind of... that That's the tricky thing with, with either jumping into a franchise and changing some rules or just starting fresh with a, with a remake is sometimes those changes can benefit the the property greatly and other times the changes are just whether it's a knee-jerk reaction or not it it's just mm, maybe mm-hmm. don't change that yeah well and she's done other horror too because oh, ma yeah. was great ma was fantastic i don't know if we've talked about ma on the show before but holy shit she's awesome in that yeah i think actually that's that's probably one of those horror movies that really sits with you and it lurks for a while but doesn't say anything and then someone brings it up and then you start feeling like you did when you were watching it. Yeah. You just kind of go, whoa. It reminds me very much of um, like reading an Am I the Asshole story from Reddit. (laughs) Yeah. And you read to the end of the story and you're like, okay, everybody sucks here. Yeah. Like everybody sucks. Everybody's the asshole. Like, nobody really comes off, like, 100% good, really, in that movie. Yeah. (sighs) But that's real life sometimes, so. So, the next one in this article is Jessica Biel. Uh, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake from 2003? Holy smokes, you got it. Did I really? Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's coming straight off of uh, Seventh Heaven and right into the character of Aaron. The number of people that were on seventh heaven that either had done horror movies or went on to do horror movies is, is hilarious because you got Jessica Biel, uh-huh. Beverly Mitchell was yep. in saw two. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy whose name escapes me, who played the oldest son, he was in a, like an early two thousands horror movie. I think it was called the boogeyman. Mm hmm. And then the mom was in the original Child's Play. Yep. So, like, you're like, what are you all doing in this show? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, uh, there are different, hor- different horrors involved with that. Um, That's fair. Religious trauma. Next up, we have Matt Bomer. He's done a lot of horror, though. Like, because that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Mm-hmm, from 2006. Yes. Arlie Ermey is fantastic in that, yes. honestly. And Arlie Ermey in general was was great actor. Did not originally start as an actor. No. He was not supposed to... Like, his first acting role, I believe, was, wasn't it Full Metal Jacket? Yeah, he was brought on as a uh, consultant. As a consultant. And then the person that they hired to be the drill sergeant just wasn't quite getting there. And they just let him do it. Yeah. After multiple demonstrations of him showing this is how you would be. Because he was a Marine. Not only that, but did you know that he got his uh, uh, an acting degree or a theater degree from the University of Manila? I did not. Yeah. So stick that one in your cap. But like Matt Bomer, he started out in that Texas Chainsaw Massacre prequel. But now he's done so much stuff with Ryan Murphy for, like, American Horror Story. Right. Um, just, wow. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's gone on to do more. Yeah. Now, here's someone I know you like. Yeah. Dan Levy. From Schitt's Creek? Eugene Levy's Yeah. Kid? What horror movie was he in? He was in Cyberstalker, which came out in 2012. Okay, now that... Okay, now I, I know why I was, like, confused... I've never heard of that movie. I have never heard of that movie in my life. Okay, so it's apparently... This was apparently his feature film debut in a made-for-TV television thriller called Cyberstalker. Um, The film centered on a woman played by Misha Barton who is stalked by a mysterious threat. And that's... 
uh, apparently Levy plays a gun wielding character. Um, that I just can't see him as I like. I'm kind of curious just to see. Okay, does it play? You know, it's like it's like if you make a dish and you're like, uh, I don't know, does it eat? I'm just think. I I just I keep hearing Alexis in my head going, "Ew, David, a gun." <laughs> no, David. <laughs> that's okay. That's actually some really funny imagery, right? Thank you. I like that. Ready for the next one? Yes. This, this is wild. This slow, is so much fun. Slowly, some somehow turning into a quiz show. Uh. It, you knew it was gonna probably. Well, yeah, maybe. You knew there was potential when you were like this actor, and I'm just like instantly the Rolodex in my head. Because again, this doesn't mean they didn't go on to do more things in horror, but this is just like where they're really kind of breaking out. No, and I've said I've said this before, and I've I've said it a couple times to like my coworkers also. And once I explain what I mean, they're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I'm smart, but not in a useful way. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time. I I have a lot of trivia in my head that, for the most part, doesn't really have an average everyday use. You'd be fine if Ghostface called you, but if, like, a tax ass- assessor called you, you'd be like, mm, uh, mm, uh, no. no, no, I have no idea. <laughs> Can I give you my dad's number? Would you- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so the next one up, Jared Leto. Uh, Urban Legend. Yeah, 1998. Yeah. Jared... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's not talk about so Jared he was Leto there. too much. There, Let's move on from talking about cult leaders. Again, there may be some people we don't go into much detail on because... Uh, it well, turns out they're not a great person. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, Mandy Moore. Hang on. Now, this isn't very long ago either. Oh, is this the shark one? 47, 47 meters, meters down? down. Yeah. yeah. 2017. Nice little foray into horror. I still haven't seen that. I need to. But oh, well, you know, underwater claustrophobic situation mm-mm. with with something that's trying to eat you in the water. Hmm. Sounds sounds like something perfect for you. No. No. I mean, it would definitely scare me cuz that in you know. You're the kind of person though that that says, "Okay, so scary situation is person is in shark cage, shark, shark cage gets trapped or or malfunctions." Simple solution: Don't get in the shark cave cage and then go in the water. Right. Seriously, don't don't do that. If you stayed on the boat, you'd have been fine. Uh, again, I haven't seen. I don't it either, fuck but... with the ocean. It's beautiful over there. <laughs> All right, here I'll take you. I'll take you out of those nightmares and into this one, Patricia Arquette. Uh, that would be Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Warriors. Yes, nineteen eighty-seven classic. Oh, that's 87? 87, yeah. Oh, it's my sister's birth year. Well, there you go. I mean... That means she, nothing to anyone. <laughs> she she fought Freddy, you know, so there you go. Yeah. Um, here's another wonderful uh, submission here. Megan Fox. Jennifer's Body. Yeah, 2009. I need to rewatch that, because that's, that's one of those films that I feel like it was not marketed correctly. Right. And so I didn't enjoy it when I first saw it, and I haven't watched it since, but... A lot of people have said, like, on a rewatch, especially now with hindsight, mm-hmm. it's fucking brilliant. It's, like, perfect. Yeah. We should do that. Unless yeah. you want to rewatch it alone. No. Okay, cool. Uh, speaking of Jennifer's, how about Jennifer Aniston? Fucking leprechaun. First of all, her Reeboks were totally on point for that. Or wait, no, those were L.A. gear. They were those L.A. Were, gear, because I LA remember gear. you saying something when we talked about... I had some L.A. gear back in the day. Before I switched to Reebok pumps. Yeah. My biggest complaint about that movie was, like, they weren't really dressed to do the kind of cleaning and and work that they were doing on that farm. No, and the kind of stuff that you're, like, you don't really want to live in, you don't really want to live in that place while you're doing that kind of a renovation. Yeah. It's you just, know? It's just, mm. I mean, let alone have a leprechaun wreak havoc on, on that whole setup. Right, seriously. So now going from one Jennifer to another. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, God, what is the name of that fucking movie? The House at the End of the Street? Yes, that sentence is the name of the movie. Okay. From 2012, yeah. That is another one that has a slightly transphobic twist. Hmm. Okay. Well, this one's not a Jessica. Okay. This one's a Scarlett Johansson. You mean not a Jennifer? Or, yeah, in J names. Okay. Yeah, not a Jennifer. Scarlett Johansson. Oh. 
Was this a young, very, was this a young Scarlett Johansson? This is the exact movie you think it is. Is it Eight-Legged Freaks? It is indeed Eight-Legged Freaks. Okay. All right. N- n- nothing nothing beats uh, mixing motocross with uh, giant mutated spiders. I love he does the trick. He kicks a spider in the face. I th- still feel like that's hilarious. That's such a funny scene that I forgot existed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and wait, did you already say kicking Logan from Gilmore Girls? No, she tases him in the uh, nuts. Yeah, she tases him in the nuts. Yeah. Because um, so, no means no. Exactly. I mean, that's getting off easy. Well, maybe not getting off, or maybe maybe finding a new new thing. Anywho, well, let's yeah, let's move on. <laughs> no shame, Renee Zellweger. That god awful Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie with Matthew McConaughey. Nineteen ninety-seven. Yes. Okay. Where she's in the worst prom dress. Look, I understand you say it's awful, but Matthew McConaughey in it is amazing. He's delightfully unhinged. In a way that he has not done in any movie since. And I'm trying to remember if it was Renee Zellweger's uh, management team or his that tried to get the movie like not re-released after they both started getting famous. Um, And it didn't work. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. When when it got re-released, like. Because this was this this came out two years before Jerry Maguire. Yeah, you know, I mean, she had had small roles in you know Reality Bites, Empire Records, stuff like that. But like, ah, oh, Empire Records. Yeah. Ah, oh, such a good movie. But then you look at Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you're like, when did this come out? Because it feels very eighties. And it and it's like, did. Is this the mo- like? Did, has has this been locked away, and finally someone wa- won a legal battle, and now it's released, and so it's like coming out around? Because like I remember seeing it back in like the easily like the early two thousands, like two thousand two, two thousand three, and I'm like I couldn't tell when it came out, so I just figured I missed it while I was on a deployment or something. Yeah, or missed it while I was living overseas. Um. That was wild. Speaking of which, Matthew McConaughey in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation from the same the same film of the same year. I would love to see him do more horror. I think that would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, I know he's dabbled in it a little bit. The closest he's gotten recently is some stuff that's more like thriller mm-hmm. based. But like, I, I mean, like straight horror. Yeah. OK, here here's a contentious name. Catherine Heigl. Uh, that would be Bride of Chucky. Holy shit. Did you write this Cosmo article? No, I probably could have, though. Probably. Yeah, 1998's Bride of Chucky. Yeah. Would you like me to write freelance horror articles for you? Call me. <laughs> exactly. Um, number 17 on this list here, we've got uh, Johnny Depp. That would be uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, playing Glenn. Yep, and we can move on from talking about Johnny Depp. We've got George Clooney. Oh, oh God! There was uh, it was like Return to Horror High or That's something. That's exactly like that. what it is. Also really? from nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, he was also in one of the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes movies. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one. I I more remember the the cartoon. Yeah. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Because there was some, for some reason, in like the late 70s through the 80s, there was a period of time for Saturday morning cartoons where someone thought, let's make a kid's cartoon show out of a rated R movie for adults. Yes. That was also when that came on. That's when I would start picking up my Legos and change the channel. Yeah. This is actually kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It's kind of morphed into something Neat. I like the quiz. I like, I like this because it gives me an opportunity to um, flex that knowledge. Flex you don't the knowledge that I normally have no use for. All right. Well, then, how about this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad Pitt. Ooh. Is it? It's not interview with a vampire, no. is it? Because that just seems no. too obvious. Way earlier than that. Would it help if I gave you his character's name? Maybe. Dwight Ingalls. No, I got nothing. 
Would it help to see a picture of him from that film? Sure. She's giving the same face that she gives when she sees. A, oh my a, a, god! He's got this puppy, puppy dog face. Yeah. That's not Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is it? No. Okay, it looks like it could be. What from, is it? It's from 1989. It's called Cutting Class. And I kind oh, of... Oh, okay. I know of this movie. I've never seen it. Okay. How about... Uh, here's another... I mean, some of these folks, it's like, they're they're worth, like... Like, if you want to cast them, it's like, well, that's an extra zero on our budget. Right. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, uh, Critters? But it's not the first one. Correct. Is it two? It is not two. Is it three? It is three. Damn. Yes, it's 1991's Critters 3. Leo and his good old floppy hair. Furry aliens that like to heat, eat. They don't like to heat the humans. They like to eat the humans. Well, I, I, maybe they maybe they like him warmed up. They may not always want yeah, human tartare. Well, you know, hey, this one's kind of cold. Heat it up. Okay. Yeah. How about Chloe Grace Moretz? Uh, she was also in uh, the Amityville Horror remake. You're right. She was itty bitty. And she was. She was so little. She's done more horror since then. But... Yes. Uh, we've got Mila Kunis. Oh, God. That... Mm. I can only assume they are referencing that god-awful American Psycho sequel. Yes. That was really not an American that Psycho sequel. That has no that... connection whatsoever. It makes absolutely no sense. They did like a brief little thing to tie it to American Psycho to try and make more money and it did not work. Yeah. All it did was piss off fans of American Psycho. How about Taylor Kitsch? Who? Taylor Kitsch? Let me see. This guy? Oh, is that a still... Oh, God. From that boy witch movie, where it was like, let's make the craft, but with cute boys. Okay, yeah, the the Covenant. From yes, two, from two thousand six. Yes. I've never heard of this. Yeah, it has one of Sebastian. So it's got a young Sebastian Stan in it. Oh, okay. and um, one of the most infamous lines is towards the finale, where one of the boy witches tells another one, "I'm gonna make you my weach." Oh boy, I have to see this movie now. I, it's it's so ridiculous. I have to see this movie. But yeah, it's basically just like it, it basically is the coven, but with a group of hot boys. You mean the craft or the, yeah, the craft? Yeah, okay. And I, I just just double checking. I'm like, wait, I have to add more. Plus, the Taylor Kitsch's character's name is Pogue Perry. Yeah. Who's a descendant of powerful colonial witch family? So yeah, yeah, that's the thing. They're they're descendants of like colonial witches and shit okay how about hillary swank the reaping no really huh what is it buffy the vampire slayer 1992 oh yeah i forgot i always forget she's in that I haven't seen that movie in easily 20 years. Yeah, she plays Kimberly. Yeah. Who tries to betray Buffy. Yeah, she plays one of yeah one of her frenemies. Yeah. This is this is getting fun. We may not have to go to extra extra innings on, on I this. I know, right? Seriously. Or other sports ball reference. Other stuff. Things. How about Paul Rudd? Oh, 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 oh. Um, shit. What is it? It's Halloween... Six. And what is the tagline of that? The Curse of Michael Myers? You got it. Fuck yeah. 1995. I had to do quick math. I was like, okay, not that one, that one. That one has nothing to do with Michael Myers. And then there's the two Jamie Lloyd ones. And then there's the six. Yeah, he's credited in the film as Paul Stephen Rudd. And he mm-hmm. plays Tommy Doyle. Yeah, His he... babysitter was, my, was, was Lori. Yeah. So, yeah. How about Julia Roberts? And I know you've seen this because you were talking to me about it recently. Granted, recently could have been a few weeks or months ago, but... It was a Flatliners, was it? It is indeed 1990s Flatliners. I actually saw that movie for the first time this year. Yeah. I'd never seen it before. 
It's not bad. It's not nearly as like horror-y as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still pretty good. The young Oliver Platt. Yeah. Also. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, one of the Baldwins. Kevin. And uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. How about Jack Black? Yeah. Such a problematic character. And actually, I, I think I can think of a scene that he's in that I think came out before this. Or maybe just after. I don't know. No, so I, I'm assuming the, that it's the I still know what you did last summer. Is that the one that's listed? Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, I think he gets stabbed with a bong, actually. Yeah. But I feel like... Like, he's the, he's very much like a... not Like, not a... He's a problematic character, to say the least. Yeah. And just the whole thing. Yeah. Like, the stereotypical... Like character that existed in the 90s of like the white guy who's like obsessed with like claims to be like really into like Rastafarian culture and but is mainly but is mainly just like really into weed yeah (laughs) yeah although if you want to see a chilling uh, performance from that same era I would say uh, his his uh, performance in the jackal less problematic Less problematic and more terrifying, honestly. Yeah, he was also in uh, Dead Man Walking. Hmm. Uh, he plays, uh, I think, Sean Penn's character. He plays, like, one of his brothers. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's he's barely in it, but, like, yeah. All right, so switching gears, how about Jada Pinkett Smith? I don't remember which came first. Scream 2 or Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight? Well, this is, this is in fact, Tales from the... Crypt Demon Knight from 1995. Okay. I couldn't remember. Okay, so Demon Knight came first because the first Scream film didn't come out until 96. So, okay. How, how you remember some of these things is is just fascinating to me. And, and thank you for remembering those so I don't have to. <laughs> Look, I drink coffee and I know things. Fair. How about Kelly Rowland? <sighs> Freddy versus Jason with... Just the most unfortunate line. Her acting career was short. And the fact that it included her using an F slur Mm. that apparently wasn't actually even in the script. Uh, Yeah. 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 Well, here, let's move on from that. How about Tyra Banks? (laughs) (laughs) She's barely in Halloween Resurrection. And most of her screen time is taken up by her making herself the most ridiculous looking fucking latte. And at the time I saw that movie, I worked at a coffee shop and I was just like, what the fuck are you even doing? (laughs) She's just putting random shit in a coffee mug and then piling it high with like whipped cream and sprinkles and shit. And then she gets fucking murdered. And I'm like, why did I have to watch this whole fucking latte dance around bullshit first but maybe having buster rhymes there helps it does not oh okay that is not a good movie (laughs) it okay it's one of those so bad that it's good kind of movies not quite up there with jason x in my opinion Mm. because jason x at least has some really really cool kills and some really funny callbacks also, it has a David Cronenberg cameo. I kind of like this line for this entry. It says, why do horror movies always start with good people and bad ideas? And I don't always feel like that that's the, the formula all the time. Because sometimes not all horror movies, sometimes but it is a like, lot of them. Who the hell is this and who wrote this? Because these people performed amazing. Like, I want to see these people more. And then you never see them again. And it's like, ugh. By the way, this is not intended to throw shade at folks. It's just, it's surprising to see how many people, you know, have dabbled or dipped or springboarded from, you know, the experimental world of horror. Well, because that's the thing. I feel like horror, horror in general can be a very forgiving genre just because of the fact that they talk about this in the um, In Search of Darkness Mm -hmm. documentaries of just like the oversaturation of the market 
in the wake of, you know, VHS and, and, and that kind of deal is you don't necessarily have to be great, a great actor to be, to play a memorable part. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, here's someone who's hard to forget. Okay. Idris Elba. <gasps> I love him. He's amazing. He has such a good voice. Mm-hmm. He was in a horror movie? Yes, he was. I believe this is a remake. What was it? It was 2000, 2008's Prom Night. Oh. He was the detective. Here's a picture of him in it. I forgot. I've seen yeah. that movie like twice and it's been a minute. That was the, yeah, that was the one with, uh, with Brittany Snow. Hmm. Okay. I have it, I have it on a list, um, for a remake redux at some point. We just haven't done it yet. I'm excited. Yeah. How about Eva Mendez? She was in a Children of the Corn sequel. Yes, she was. I don't remember which one. I want to say four or five. It was five Fields of Terror. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, according to her own words, um, she said the role was her most embarrassing ever. Mm. Um, I don't know if I would agree with that. I've seen Hitch. Oh, yeah, fair. <laughs> How about Demi Moore? Oh, uh, the seventh seal? Or the seventh sign? I believe this may be earlier than that. Oh. I was a wee bab. You're a babby? Well, I mean, I was older than a baby, but I was a toddy or a toddler. I have no idea. From 1982, the film was called Parasite. It was one of her first movie roles. She played a huh. lemon farmer who helps a doctor find and kill a flesh-eating parasite. I do not know of this thing. In an apocalyptic America. Ooh. She's a lemon farmer. So she's a lemon farmer in the post-apocalypse? <laughs> How many lemons do you need? Well, vitamin C, it, I, mean, I mean, it could be essential. Yeah, I guess. Also, you know, lemons can treat certain illnesses, I guess. Be used as a preservative. I you cook, Just you, the... Just the <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still hung up on the lemon farmer in the post-apocalypse. I'm hung up on this. Maybe she's the one that makes Deezer's famous lemonade from Fallout 4. No, I, I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. Well, maybe, maybe you'll have more clues on this one. Okay. For Michelle Williams. My brain just keeps going to Dawson's Creek, and then Dawson's Creek is not a horror movie. I mean, could be from a certain point of view, but yeah. Calm down there, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't know. I don't know that one. From 1995, a young 15-year-old Michelle Williams played the young version of Syl. Oh, shit. You're right. Fuck. From Species. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is way bad. No, not, once you said it, I was like, oh, right. And I could see her in my brain. my The, the movie screen that occasionally comes up inside my head. All right. How about this guy who I now know his name, so I don't call him Big Head, Adam Scott. It's not Piranha 3D, is it? Nope, but it is a sequel. Oh, okay. What year? 1996. He's not in Scream, is he? No. What other horror movies came out in 1996? I don't know. That's the main one I remember. What what was he in? Hellraiser 4 Bloodline. Oh, yeah, there's no... Okay, I would never have gotten that. I, I don't feel bad. How about Misha Barton? Nothing. 1999? Mm-mm. Does that picture ring a bell? Oh, god damn it. Fucking hell. Okay, so here's the problem sometimes. Like, is you say an actor's name and I picture them and I don't picture them at the age that they did the thing. You're, so okay. so you say Adam Scott and I'm like Parks and Rec Piranha 3D. Right. You say Misha Barton and my brain automatically goes the OC. So then I'm like, what did she do a horror movie during a hiatus on the OC? I was super confused. No, she's the fucking little girl in the sixth sense. God damn it. Yeah. 
How about Kira Knightley? <laughs> From 2001. What? Kira Knightley. What? what? Mm. It was one of her first big screen roles. Pirates of the Caribbean is not a horror movie. <laughs> well, in Pirates of the Caribbean, she didn't play a character named Frankie. The fuck? Ooh, this actually sounds interesting. I wouldn't mind checking this out. What is it? It's called The Hole. I know. The name alone doesn't really tell you anything. Um, but here's what some of the write-up says. You okay? No. <laughs> okay, can we... If we focus less on The Hole and more... Okay. <laughs> Oh God! I'm sorry. I didn't. Oh mean God! To break I'm lightheaded. Okay. Hmm. But but he, the preparation age feels good on the whole. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Austin Powers for the win. Oh God. Um. No. Uh. So the write-up here says a popular boarding school student who joins three other classmates in skipping a field trip. Uh, instead, the group checks out an abandoned nuclear fallout shelter and soon find themselves locked in. Okay, now I know this movie. I, I okay. It's it sounds interesting. I think Thora Birch is in it too. Hang on. Two thousand one? Yes. Yep, Thora Birch is also in it. You wanna know what's wild is the website for that movie and the marketing is thewholethemovie.com. I guess thewholemovie.com was was already taken. Um Alright, here we go. Someone you like, a franchise you like, you're going to get this no problem. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, my love? You look frozen. Yeah? Do you need a year? Yeah. 1998? (laughs) Is there an image? Uh, Sadly, no. Just the trailer is playing. There is no image to show you. Okay. But he was mostly clad in flannel and beanie caps. I'm in the weeds on this one. It's an autumnal movie of an autumnal franchise. It's not one of the Halloween movies, is it? What? Halloween H2O, 20 years later. Shit, motherfucker. He's one of the fucking hockey players at the beginning. God damn it. Yep. Jimmy Howell. He's one of the hockey players who visits Marion Chambers and gets murdered. Yes, he's actually the first to die in the film. Yeah. Fuck. Ooh, a skate to the face? Nice. Yeah, he gets an ice skate to the face. I mean, that's not how I would like to go, but like, damn. Yeah. All right. Softball to you. Seth Seth Rogen. What? Yeah, 2001. What? Do you need a picture? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fucking Donnie Darko. Yes, it was his first film. He played Ricky Danforth. He's, like, barely in it. Yeah, he, he gets to mumble the line, I like your boobs. Does he really? That's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, well, because he, he's one of the sidekick bullies. Who, yeah, he's and he, not he really... he just kind of mumbles that line. Yeah, he's just kind of in the background for a lot of scenes. Okay. And, like, he doesn't have his normal, like, scruff and everything. He's a lot... He's clean-shaven and... He doesn't look like what you picture when you think about Seth Rogen. Fair, fair, fair. How about Amy Adams? What was she in? It was 2000, and it was a period piece, sort of. Is there a picture? There is. (laughs) No help. It's not Psycho Beach Party, is it? It is exactly Psycho Beach Party from 2000. It's it's set in the 1960s, so I was like, I'll say it's a period piece. Yeah, yeah, because... Nicholas Brendan, I think, is in that also. Mm. And I don't remember who else. But that was one of the movies that I wanted to see, but I could never find a copy of. Let's have to see if we can find it. Yeah. Speaking of seeing if we can or should find it, how about Angela Bassett? Ooh. Yeah. I mean, what's love got to do with it can be construed as a horror movie, but that's like a whole other... For for other reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Was she in Eve's Bayou? I don't know. I don't think she was. I only know what's on this page. What is it? It's 1992's Critters 4. It's okay. There's a yeah, a little, pic- right. little picture. Hang on. Oh, checking to see if she was in it used by you? Yeah, I just had to double check. No, she wasn't. 
Okay, this one might throw you for a loop, and I'm sorry. No, you're going to get this, no problem. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jessica Alba. Now, when you said, oh, no, you'll get this, no problem, did you actually mean that? Or was it like a... I just, I just want to put my confidence in you into the universe so that you don't feel like you're struggling. I can give you clues. I cannot show you a picture. Okay, give me clues. 1999. Okay. Played opposite someone we both follow on social media. I got nothing. Well, she played opposite Devin Sawa in Idle Hands. Oh, right. She was his girlfriend. I've never seen Idle Hands. Ah, I'm sorry. Mmm. Mmm. So good. So good. Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey? I can even give you his, uh... Actually, no, I can't give you his character name. Is there a picture? No. Oh. Just the trailer, which has everything all over it. Oh, I don't know. 1985. We have watched this and covered this movie on ep- on an episode. We did? Yes, we did. What the fuck was he in? I'm going to feel dumb once you say it, but like... He played underground stuff buyer number two in the movie The Stuff. I am going to stab you. <laughs> That's like... Oh, a- here. It's like a blanket you'll miss it cameo at the end. I mean, he played in. I don't know. Would that be? Yeah. He. He. he yep. It, it's completely blanket. You'll miss. Like that does like. <laughs> <sighs> All right. How about Charlize Theron? Nineteen ninety-five. Oh, okay. So it's not monster. No. What is it? Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. Oh, yeah. That's the one that's in, like, a high-rise or some shit. Well, it makes sense for it to be in... So do they have the corn growing on, like, the roof? Or, like, I don't... I haven't actually seen it. Okay. I, I wasn't just know sure. of it. Basically, it's, like, two, like, two orphans from Gatlin are being fostered, or a distant relative or something. Yeah. I'm tr- I don't think that's on the roof. I think they might actually be planting the corn in, like in the basement or something. Okay. I don't remember. Like I said, I haven't seen it. I've just read about it. This one I have 100% confidence that you'll get. So I'm just going to give you the actor's name and the year. And I am willing to wager you will get it unless you're, un- unless you're like doing a bit. You'll get it in a matter of seconds, if that. So far, I'm not doing a bit. I am not that person who pretends to not know the answer. If I know the answer, I will tell you. Kevin Bacon, 1980. Uh, that would be Friday the 13th. You got it, dude. Of course. And that's the whole list. That's the whole list? Yeah, you went through 45 actors. Wow. So, nice work. Originally, I was going to try to come up with, like, you know, I don't like to say, like, non-horror actors, because that's almost sounds kind of gatekeepy or like exclusive but like ho- actors that aren't normally in horror well, films like they didn't even touch on like tom hanks uh which was uh i think it's called he knows you're alone mm-hmm. um which his character was supposed to die and then they were like he's just so likable that they couldn't kill him it's like we can't they're like he's so nice he's such a likable guy we can't kill him um and then you've got jason alexander and uh, I think Holly Hunter in The Burning. Right, right. Where you're like, whoa, what are you doing here? Not only that, but definitely different types of characters to see from both of them. Um, I know we talked about uh, De Niro in, was it Insomnia? Um, no. Yes? Hide and Seek. Or hide, yeah, Hide and Seek, rather. And then a lot of people consider Angel Heart to be a horror movie. Mm, okay. Um, oh, uh, there's uh, Robin Williams. That's in, that's uh, one hour photo. That's one hour photo. Yeah. Um, but then I like a- after I ran through those, I'm like, well, shit, I can't re- can't think of anybody else off the top of my head. Uh, so I was, you know, thanks Cosmo for writing a good article many years ago. Well, you've got Jennifer Connelly. I'm I'm grateful to say I now can confirm after from the first time seeing her in theaters in Labyrinth, mm-hmm. I can now say she has aged like three years. Yeah, she was in Phenomenon, which is a uh, or Phenomena, which is a uh, Dario Argento hmm. film where she can talk to bugs. Interesting. 
Yeah, I think Donald Pleasance is also in it. Uh, that's one of the ones I haven't actually seen. Um, so I'm going to piggyback off uh, off of what you've just gone, and we're going. Maybe I'll skip the ones that we've already covered. Oh, okay. Um, if I can get the article to load, hang on. Okay. So I'm going to kind of piggyback off of the Your Cosmo article with this BuzzFeed article. Okay. Um, so this was posted, uh, actually October 11th of this year. Oh, okay. By, uh, Nora Dominic. And it is 21 movie and TV actors who all have one thing in common. They started their careers in horror movies. Okay, cool. And we're skipping the one, you're going to skip the ones that we've already. Well, I don't know. Let's just go through. Yeah, let's, let's go so through. The, so the first one is Tom Hanks. Okay, so that's that movie you told me about that I didn't know about. Yeah, uh, it's called He Knows You're Alone. It came out in 1980. Um, this was before Splash, before The Money Pit. He actually, on his day off from filming in He Knows You're Alone, is when he had an audition for Bosom Buddies. I was I was just going to see like the, yeah. the timing of that, because I'm like, that was also started in the 80s. So he was filming this when he was auditioning for Bosom Buddies. Yeah, he had like a day off and audition and was like, "Hey, I'm auditioning for the show," or "Hey, I just got signed on to this show," or something like. I remember seeing that in a couple documentaries where that that horror movie was basically the thing he did before, like right before he exploded. You know what I mean? Good old Tom Hanks and Peter Peter Scolari action. Peter Scolari. Thanks for hanging out with us, folks. Yeah, it's just kind of kind of chill. I'm going to be sad when I run out of that chapstick. Anyway, uh, so Jennifer Aniston, again, right. Leprechaun. Le- Le- Leprechaun, yeah. A year before she got the role of Rachel on Friends. Hmm. Oh, wow. So Paul Rudd is on the list again at number three. Tell me why. Wait, no, probably not mad about you. Um, that was an endearing show. Yeah. He actually filmed The Curse of Michael Myers before being an uh, asshole be- before clueless wait you, paul rudd yeah paul rudd yeah but clueless was um sorry him let me just read what this says two months after clueless premiered 95 paul rudd started in halloween the curse of michael myers right. uh he actually filmed halloween six before clueless oh right because i wasn't thinking of paul rudd which is why i was thinking about mad about you which is why i was very confused you were thinking about Paul Reiser. I was thinking about Paul Reiser, which was why I was thinking mad about you. And then I said became an ass- Paul Rudd's probably not an asshole. Um, and Paul Reiser's probably a decent human being. But in, in Aliens, he's an absolute asshat. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. yeah. First movie role in The Stuff. Mm-hmm. Two years later, he landed his breakout role in Can't Buy Me Love. See, there you go. Elizabeth Olsen. Hmm. Okay. So this is when she was a wee bat. No. No. So Elizabeth Olsen, unlike her sisters, um, so Elizabeth Olsen is the sister of Mary-Kate Nashley. Right. She didn't act as a child because she saw what it did to her, what it was doing to her sisters. So she didn't actually start acting until she was basically an adult. Okay. Because I, I, well, she's also very young looking. So Mm -hmm. uh, I, I figure it would probably be in like her late teens or something. Uh, she was in the movie Silent House in 2011. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. There's Kevin Bacon again, following his first acting credit in Animal House. He was in uh, Friday the 13th in 1980. Mm-hmm. Four years later, he would do Footloose. Indeed. Something a little more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And also strangely oppressive. Oh, my God. What? Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, okay. Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah, no, I know who she is. Yeah. What horror movie was she in? She was in Troll in 1986. What? Yeah, she was Jeanette Cooper. Okay. This was after she was on Saturday Night Live, but before she started as Elaine on Seinfeld. Okay. Look at the picture. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. And we mentioned Leonardo DiCaprio, Critters mm-hmm. Three. See, I don't know if this necessarily counts. Regina Hall. Who's that? Um, she was. I mean, I say that about famous actors. I mean, I mean, I mean, I say that about. Like, she was in the Scary Movie franchise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't necessarily think those count as horror movies. They're spoofs of horror movies. 
They're not intended to be scary. I mean, not only that, but the problem with that type of spoof, in my opinion, is it relies heavily on jokes that age out really quick Mm -hmm. to become heavily problematic. And so it's like it was funny the year it came out. And within two years, they're like, that's offensive. It's not funny anymore. Yeah. It's like this is actually kind of either the thing that they're referencing is no longer part of the cultural zeitgeist or it's problematic. Right. And I mean, that that's going to happen with 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 really any type of media, but very much spoofs have a tendency to like really lean on it. And there's some some areas where it's like, oh, that did not. You know, I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff where you look back on something and you're like, ooh, I forgot about that line sort of thing. So this one might be a little tricky. I mean, sure. Skeet Ulrich. Skeet, skeet. Um, well, I mean, there's Scream, but I'm sure there was something before that. What it was, was actually the same year. It it's was just the same year? Same year. The Craft. Oh. Show you a picture? Oh, He's yeah. the guy that they do the love spell, and then instead of becoming in love with Sarah, he becomes, like, obsessed, obsessed. with her. yeah, yeah. And tries to sexually assault her. Yeah. And so he gets thrown out a window. Created a meme before it exists, overattached boyfriend. Yeah. Here's another one that is not the movie that you think. Nev Campbell. So, not The Craft. Not not The Craft, and not Scream. And not Scream. Not The Craft and not Scream. It almost sounds like light as a feather, stiff as a board. Not The Craft and not Scream. Not The Craft and not Scream. Not the, I'm, it's not coming to me. What do you got? I, I, I don't know about this movie anyway. It's called The Dark. It came out in 1993. Cool. I mean, Nev Campbell's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I'd give it a shot. Yeah. And there's uh, here's Matthew McConaughey again for The Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Return. It's marketed different yeah. ways. Yeah. But that was right after he filmed Days and Confused. Mm-hmm. That's another weird movie where you could tell someone who wasn't familiar with the media and the actors, this came out in the late 80s or this came out in the 70s, and they might believe you. You okay? Um, Yes. Yes. Okay, so they also mentioned Renee Zellweger, but then they move on to Adam Scott mm-hmm. with the Hellraiser bloodline. Uh-huh. And his hair uh-huh. is unfortunate. Oh, I just saw a blood covered. Oh, well, that's a choice. Yeah. That, I, I mean, you know what? I, I'm not going to judge. Yeah. It was a um, different time. Ava Mendez again is mm-hmm. mentioned. Yeah. Oh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Prior to The Witch? No, actually. Her first her first acting role was The Witch. And it but, was phenomenal. And she's done a lot of horror since then, but she's done other stuff as well. Right. So, here's Hilary Swank again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia Lillis. She played Beverly Marsh in, in Andy Muschietti's It and It Chapter 2. Okay. She was the young Beverly. Yeah. She's done other stuff since then, so. Oh, so it was her... It was her first one, okay. yeah. Cool. I mean, hey, if you're going to dive in, dive I in. I mean, might as well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patricia Arquette. Yeah, Nightmare on Street 3. Yep. Dream Warriors. Good stuff. Probably my, probably one of my top ten favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell. I don't think there's ten. <laughs> I just love them all. I mean, there might be. Bruce Campbell before Evil Dead? No, Evil Dead was Evil his Dead? first okay. major film role. He had done short short horror films before with Sam Raimi, but... And still did Evil Dead. And, well... <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to talk about the filming of that sometime yeah. when, when we get to it. It's on the schedule. Yeah. Yeah, we'll... we'll... And then, obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Uh, ha- Halloween. Yeah. I also like the actors that have gone on basically like they they started out doing something with a certain amount of prestige Mm -hmm. and and then did horror yeah because i feel like a lot of a lot of the times horror is seen as that like it's a very niche genre sometimes and it's not always taken as seriously so it's a lot of you get a lot of things that are kind of like the um like the Roman Bridger thing in, in Scream 3 where he's like, well, I wanted to do this artsy film, but I have to do a horror film for the studio first. 
Right. So it's like you do the horror film so you can, you know, make your bones and then you get to do what you want. Right. So I really like actors that have been like, I've done this artsy stuff. Now I want to do something fun or cool. The biggest one that comes to mind for me is Ethan Hawke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just the horror stuff that he's done so far has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, in particular, Sinister, but the Black Phone was also really good. Oh, um, yeah. Dude, I don't totally forgot about that. Yeah. And um, Jessica Chastain has done it as well. Mm-hmm. I think Hilary Swank did the reaping after she did uh, Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. And I don't know. Horror just seems like a fun production. As opposed to something that might be a little stuffy or a little, I don't know. It just it just strikes me as something more fun to do. Yeah, it Car- doesn't always take itself as seriously. Yeah. Plus, what, some, sometimes that's what you want. What better to like go grab some lunch and then walk past someone who's got like a knife sticking out of their head and they're like, "Hey, what's up?" And it's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Yeah. It just sounds fun to me. Like, I don't know. It makes me think of like the Beetlejuice in that in that waiting room area. Oh, the Beetlejuice Afterlife waiting room. Like, I always thought those characters were cool, and then the rest of the movie was just dull. Like, I want to like, know what happened at what, like, I would love, this is a side note, but, like, just a, a, a series of short films about how those people died. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even, one, two minutes. I mean, make it TikTok length if you have to. Yeah. You know, I just want, I want to know about them. Like, the shrunken head guy, and the dude with, like, a bone in his throat that like clearly there's no way you would accidentally swallow a bone that big right so like what happened there yeah i don't know it's just fascinating that's good stuff yeah all right yay we did it we recorded an episode we we, we pulled it off i'm gonna try to make sure i keep my voice going and we're gonna get you healthy okay yay i do have like a recommendation if anybody is interested in like something to help with a cold that's not just medicine because you don't always want to take like something medicated i found this on tiktok and uh it's this person called it witch's brew i've taken to calling it healing honey and basically you get a uh, like a pint jar and you cut up a lemon and you put it in the jar and you cut up a good sized knob of fresh ginger you put that in the jar and then you add 16 ounces of honey and you just mash it a little bit and you put it in the fridge yep and you just like you could just take a spoonful of it as like a cough syrup almost. You can put it in tea. You can just mix it in hot water and drink it like that, which yeah. is what we've been doing. Like two sp- two tablespoonfuls in, in in a cup and then yeah. it with hot water and it's like It's so it's, good. It's amazing. Plus it's not it's not medicine, so it's not like you're sitting there going, Oh, I shouldn't have a second cup of this. It's not gonna hurt you. Yeah. I mean It's lemon and ginger and honey. And bar- barring it feels allergies. good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably going to have a cup of that here in a minute because my throat is feeling rough. Word. All right. So do all the things. Follow us on the socials. Um, I'm I'm still on Twitter, even though the world is on fire and yeah. falling apart and lots of other things. We're on Blue Sky and Threads as well. Yeah. I'm going to try. I We have an Instagram. Yeah. And I've posted stuff recently and i'm going to get better at that i've made this a promise to myself i'm gonna get better at posting on our instagram so we'll see how that goes uh we also have a website h2horrorcast.com yeah uh and you can email us at h2horrorcast at gmail.com and uh we have a facebook fan group and we have a patreon yeah um patreon.com slash h2 horrorcast oh fuck that reminds me we have a new patron hang on <laughs> yeah sorry i had to find the name because i sent him i sent him his thank you email but i i also need to do the patron shout out so thank you and hello to our newest patron on patreon uh eduardo eduardo reyes welcome hi eduardo thank you for your pledge uh, we really appreciate it. We haven't gotten a new patron in a while, as I said in your email. And so it's kind of nice to know that we have more supporters out yeah. there. Yeah. It's a fantastic. very, it's a very cool feeling to have one of the patrons not be someone that I know personally. <laughs> yeah. 
a patron that's not my mom or someone I went to college with. Sounds great. <laughs> so yeah, I've also, um, if anyone is interested, I have kind of changed around the um, patron rewards a little bit. Oh, okay. So if anybody has been thinking about it and you've been on the fence, go ahead and go take a look. I am still working on getting like some sort of merch, like stickers or something. Um, I need to figure that whole situation out as far as like the finances go. Yeah. How that would work. Um, but yeah, I am working on it. So maybe sometime next year, we shall see. God, I'd, l- I'd love to be able to roll out some shirts just, just with our logo design. Like the one custom shirt I made for myself. Yeah. Yeah. It but would be nice. I, but but I am all thumbs it when it comes to figuring out like the actual merchandising set of it yeah so i don't know yeah i might hit up a few content creators and be like hey how's this thing how does this work yeah because it's not like we have enough like we could hire a staff to do it for us hi we're the staff Hi, we are the staff one of my one of my new coworkers is talking about like doing twitch streams Mm -hmm. and i just find i had to tell him i was like you can't go into it assuming that you're going to make money you cannot go into it assuming that you're going to get anything out of it other than like your own enjoyment and maybe a, and like a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Like you have to decide you want to do it because you like to do it. Exactly. And once it stops being fun, you either you have to decide, OK, do I want to even do this anymore? Or do I make some changes or do right. I? Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's the thing. So, yeah, I, w- I wish your coworker the best of luck. Yeah. So until next time, I'm Tia. And I'm still David. And stay spooky, friends. Bye. Music for this episode is Save Us Now by Shane Ivers. Our artwork is by Catherine Nixon. <laughs>